Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. And yeah, you know, just me talking. Let's not use the word ranting. It's not it's not a nice word. Let's not use that word. It's constructive criticism of the world. Look at it that way. There's games, movies, TV, VR, and stuff from the week. If you are checking us out on YouTube, uh, and you're a lovely YouTube subscriber, big thank you to you. But uh, get someone else to subscribe while you're uh, while you're out there in the world. Wherever you get your podcasts, do subscribe, because it's a big help to the channel. It's a big help to us, and we really appreciate it. So here we go. This is CookieCast. Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello? Is this thing on? That's what they say, isn't it? Is this thing on? Ooh! Now I have to... uh, Turn myself, turn away, kind of. Hi, how you doing? You alright? Doing well? Feeling good? Good, that's uh, good to hear. Um, I am very tired, very tired, not going to lie, very tired. If I close my eyes for more than a few seconds, I'd absolutely be asleep. But enough about me. Let's talk about me. Saw a sign when I went into a shop the other day. And the sign said, Shop workers are key workers. And I said, No, they're not. Let me confirm what I mean by that. So, yes, certain shop workers are key workers. Um, I don't want to belittle anybody's job, and I don't want to belittle any uh, particular company. Um, But... If, I don't know, for example, if the whole world shut down, what are the bare minimum things that we need, you know? Uh, Our key workers, our doctors, nurses, paramedics, ambulance drivers, um... Those are the immediate things you think about as far as key workers. Um, and yes, you know, we we do need food. Um, so, people that work in shops that sell um, food, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm talking supermarkets here. Um, but... It wasn't a supermarket I was walking into. It was uh, a a shop uh, 
um, of a company that, and and this may have affected the way I felt about the the statement, uh, but it's a, it was the door of a shop of a company that I really, really don't like. Some could say despise as a company. Why was I going in there, you ask? Because for all the will in the world, that shop had the thing I needed and nowhere else did. And it was that simple. So, if you, you know, go back, go back in the archives. Um, there is There has been a point in time where I've talked about a company that I particularly don't like. I don't like pretty much anything they're about as a company. Um, funnily enough, yes, it's the same company. And I saw something recently, or I heard something recently that said, uh, you vote with your wallet. If you don't like a company, if you don't like um, a product or whatever, you don't buy it. Um, obviously, the counter to that is, if you have to buy it, you're a little stuck. So, it didn't surprise me in the slightest that a particularly poor company, a particularly... Um, what's the opposite of well-regarded? Poorly regarded company. Um, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far because I don't want to give too much away. Um, but a company that is, you know, widely viewed as being a bad company would have that sign in the window of the the their door window. Doesn't surprise me that that company had that sign on the door. Um, and I was just like, yes, some shop workers are key workers, but you really are belittling the work of our, of, you know, I hate to say it this way, but our actual key workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, our ambulance drivers, um, you know, fire and rescue, uh, our fire fire persons. Um, I imagine, you know, they are also key workers. Um, but, yeah, you know, doesn't surprise me that as a company you would that you would try and put yourselves in with those people that are, you know, saving lives. Or even in with the people that are going to work at a time that is very difficult to go to work to provide food and, um, you know, supermarket products to the general public at a time when the world would had shut down. Um, doesn't surprise me that you would attempt to put yourself in that category. It, uh, yeah, 
I thought it was uh, I thought it was quite appalling, if I'm honest. Um, I might have talked about this previously, um, but I might have talked about it a really long time ago. Um, so forgive me if I've spoken about this before, um, but it is something that does. Um, I was going to say it upsets me, but it's not. And I don't want to use like I don't want to say it annoys me. Um, I find it wildly unprofessional. Um, so here it is. Um, I think store cards are often directly um, related to the level of service you can get from a company. Um, I went to a shop the other day. Um, I cannot confirm one way or another if it is the same shop that I have already spoken about. And I went in to find one item. While I was there, I got a message. And that message said, can you look for these two other items? I said, yes, that's fine. And whilst scratching my head looking for the two items in question, somebody passed me and said, are you okay, sir? Do you need any help? And I said, oh, actually, yes. Can you tell me if you have this item and this item in stock? And they went, no, it's not on the shelf, so we haven't got it in stock. It's like, right, that answers that question. Thank you very much. Whilst I've got you, can you tell me where I will find the item I actually came for? They said, yes. They took me directly to that item they were like here you go sir here is the item i said thank you very much thank you for your help and that that ended that interaction good customer service made an impression level of customer service we are off to a good start so i pick up my purchase and i go to the till where I met with another person, a different person, and they said, okay, is that is that everything? I said, yes, it is. Um, do you have one of our store cards? A question that I hate with a passion because it immediately makes me think, oh, here we go, you want to... You want to collect a load of data from me, which you can then sell to absolutely everybody under the sun to make money off my one purchase I'm making with you. I said, no, I don't. Now, I try and say, no, I don't, in a way that lets that person know, no, I don't have a, a card with you, a loyalty card, and there is a reason for that, so don't try and sell me one, give me one, or any of those sorts of things. So, unfortunately, I obviously didn't make myself clear. Would you like one of our loyalty cards? If you get one of our loyalty cards, the product you are buying, you could get cheaper. And not only that, you could get offers for other uh, similar products. I said. No I'm okay thank you. I, I, I don't want one. 
So this is what happened from that point on. All oh, right, fine. So the tone has immediately changed, and the person has become immediately quite rude. The rest of the shopping transaction was them being abrupt and just, uh, just generally very rude. So let's trace it backwards, uh, up to the point that I said, no, I don't want a loyalty card. They were, you know, customer service god. The point I said, no, I don't want a, a loyalty card. They were like, get the fuck out. And this is one of those things. I imagine, as a member of staff, they probably get some kind of bonus off the back of selling loyalty cards. I wonder why. Um, this is something that I've experienced with uh, another company who will not remain nameless. Um, maybe. Another company were notorious for this. You go in, they can't do enough for you. They can't bend over backwards enough for you. What can we do to make your shopping experience with us more pleasurable? And then they say, oh, can we, you know, can we upsell you to this piece of garbage? And the moment you say, no, I'm okay, thanks. They are literally trying their, their damnedest to hold back from spitting in your face. Customer service works on the principle that, you know, you're there to service the customer. That sounds worse than I mean it. You, you're there to help the person with a transaction. You're there to give them help that they might need and ultimately help them with their purchase. And then that ends. But to go from what can we possibly do for you, sir, to you're a, you are a disgusting piece of garbage, get the fuck out, is a bit of a pendulum swing. Um, it, honestly, honestly, it is the lowest form of customer service, I think, you can possibly get and are we surprised that it comes from two of my least favorite companies out there and this is the thing i come away from these experiences writing the the experience down on a list to talk about it on a podcast because it makes that much of an impact from a customer service perspective. There is no service. There is almost no customer. Bearing in mind that I'm putting money in the till. But hey. I didn't give you any extra money. I didn't give your company the opportunity to. You know. Do the whole data selling thing. That I keep talking about. So uh, I'm clearly. An awful human being. And should be treated as such. So this time last week, I was I was in the pro, pro, pur, put your teeth in, man. I was in the process of getting a series of text messages, um, updates, and things like that <coughs> regarding the fact that um, Leon had fallen. 
uh, had slipped and fallen. Kind of got the impression that something might have been broken. Um, what I didn't say at the time, what I didn't say on the uh, on the podcast was that I had been given the information, um, and there had in fact been a break. Uh, there is a broken ankle. Um, yeah, it's as fun as it sounds from every possible angle. Um, she is largely immobile. Um, can't put any weight on it, can't put any pressure on it, can't walk on it. Um, so, everything, like everything falls to me. I, I, I was... I was close to having a nervous breakdown yesterday. Um, just by the sheer volume of jobs that needed doing. Um, oh my God. I was literally, excuse me. Um, I was literally just talking about the fact that by the time I got to the end of everything I had to do, I sat down on the sofa to watch the American football and basically blacked out. Woke up at like quarter to two in the morning. Took myself off to bed. I have no recollection of anything between whatever time, ten and two. Um, yeah, it was it was a stressful old time. One which we will talk about shortly. Um, so... I've got, uh, I've got all the jobs, all the responsibilities. Um, I have to take the youngest to nursery and collect all the time now. I have to walk the dog for all of the dog walks, which is just fucking awful because... Uh, yeah, still, still can't do the the walking thing. You know that that that's a large reason to get a dog. Yeah, he's uh, not into all that walking rubbish. Um, I got to make all the meals. I got to wash all the dishes. I got to do all the recycling. Um, again, I'll come to yesterday in a bit. Um, it, everything, every single thing you can think of that would be shared between two people, um, is no longer shared. And I'm, you know, this is not, this is by no means, this is not a dig, um, at Leanne in any way, uh, because she she does do what she can, why she can, and she does probably more than she should, um. Sometimes I, I like arrive places to do jobs and I'm like, hey, hang on a minute, this job has already been done. What has gone on here? Um, I think she's doing jobs in secret. Um, but yeah, uh, it mostly falls to me. Uh, I am I'm tired. I'm not going to lie, I'm tired. Um, but it is what it is. Um, she didn't... She didn't slip and fall on purpose. She didn't break her ankle on purpose. 
there's none of it's you know it's none of that. It just is what it is, and you know you have to you have to get on, knuckle down, strap yourself in, and just get it done. Um, yeah, I have felt like you know you go down that 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 sort of route, don't you? It's like, is there anything stronger than coffee? There are times when I've been like, man, I just need something. I need a real pick-me-up, and I don't think coffee's going to cut it. Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a funny old time. When I say funny, I mean, you know, that kind of, you got to laugh, otherwise you'd cry kind of funny. So, how else does that relate, I hear you ask? Um, I got... <laughs> <laughs> I got really obsessed with washing. Um, like where washing is, what stage washing's at. Is it dry? Does it need to go on the line? Has it been on the line and is it dry after being on the line? Does it need to turn it round to make sure it's all dry? Has it been in the tub or dryer? Is it still in the tumble dryer? Does it need to fold in? Does it need to go upstairs? Does it need to put it away? Where is the washing right now? I can tell you where the washing is right now. Two-thirds of the washing is on the side, waiting to be folded, next to a pile of clothes that is waiting to go upstairs. In the tumble dryer, there are six items that I originally hung out on the line, didn't have enough time to get them dry on the line, because although it was sunny and a little windy today, apparently it wasn't a good drying day, which is a word, which is a collection of words that I never thought I would hear. I would ever hear myself say, yet I seem to say it all the time at the moment. Here's the thing. Washing machines are black magic. Because if they weren't on the front of the washing machine where you've got all the numbers... And you've got the thing with that tells you what those numbers mean. They would say, number one, black clothes. Number two, not black clothes. And that would probably be it. But there's like 12 different options. And you've got to put the thing in the machine. And then you've got to put the thing in the drawer. You know, you got to put the softener in the drawer, but you got to put the little pouch thing in the machine. you got to make sure the door's shut. Then when you press the button and nothing happens, you've then got to lean on the door to make sure that the door is actually shut. And then away it goes. Then you forget that you put the washing on, and you go and have a shower, and the shower doesn't work because the washing machine's running. This is the life that I've... I've become, you know, no drink, no drugs, no, none of that. Where's the washing? Tell me that. Tell me where the washing is. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. So, yeah, rock and roll. 
I hear you saying, hey, you said you were going to come back to why it was so busy yesterday. Well, I'll tell you. It was that busy yesterday because it was my eldest's birthday. Um, obviously, very special day for her. But, uh, you know, I don't want to make it about me, but it's a very special day for me. My eldest birthday marks a very special point in time for me. A uh, point in time that changed my life. As I'm sure it does for every parent out there. Birth of a child changes your life. Um, I... You know, I've said, I've said this in the past. Um, I honestly think that that, that child... Um, Basically, that child saved my life, and it's not—it's not something I'm going to get into now. I don't know if it's something I've been in, I've been through before. Um, it's not something I'm going to get into now, um, but it might be something I get into in the future. Um, I tried to be as open and honest as I can with with you, lovely people, um, but it's not a conversation for now. It, it's my belief that that um, that that my eldest um, saved my life on more than one occasion. Um, obviously, that you know that means a lot to me. Um, your 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 first child is special. It doesn't mean the others aren't special. Um, your first child is special. Um, each of my children are special for a, for a variety of different things, um, but it was a big thing. It was a big, you know, it, it, it's a big thing. It's always a big thing. Um, when my when my middle daughter has her birthday, there's a big thing there. The, you know, uh, when my when my when my youngest has her birthday, there's a big there's a big thing there. And each of those things is different, and that's what makes them different, and that's what makes the bond I have with them different and I could I could literally go on for hours um, the inception of children um, so I had a point where I was studying Asda with my youngest trying to find birthday cards um, and I was like oh, I'm going to get some birthday cards come on let's get some birthday cards my youngest is like, let's get this one. It's like Spider-Man. Like, mm, I'm not sure she's really into Spider-Man. Okay, let's get this one. Mm, don't think she's really into the Avengers either. So we narrowed it down to you know, get a Frozen one and get a, a nice one. And Not that Frozen isn't nice. Um, so I'm doing all that. And I was like, oh, I really wanted to get one with her age on. And it was at that point, days from her actual birthday that I realised how old she was going to be and how old she would be, you know, next year and, and, and years to come and stuff. And it was it it hit me like a freight train. I was like, holy shitballs. And it, it, proper, it proper knocked me for six. I had, to, I had to take a minute. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. 
So, my oldest birthday. Uh, obviously, with everything else going on, I, I've got to I've got to make the cake. I've got to arrange the cake. I've got to make sure that everything's ready for lunch. I've got to make sure the presents are done. I've got to do a treasure hunt. Uh, all this stuff that needs doing. And then I have to go and collect my eldest, my middle daughter, so that we can enjoy our birthday celebration. And it was all planned. Do a treasure hunt to, to get the presents, have lunch, have cake, then immediately out the door uh, to go bowling, to come back. More cake. Yes, sir. Time, Time for home. So... couple of days ago, uh, the car, one of the cars, the car that's needed to transport all of the people, developed an uh, electrical fault. Uh, it kept telling me, every time I turned it on, it was like, oh, car's developed an electrical fault. Get it seen to. I was like, okay, well, funnily enough, car needs looking at anyway. So I need a load of new tyres. Um... And this this electrical fault. So I was like, right. Monday morning, I'll phone somebody about the electrical fault. Because I've got the car booked in to get its tyres done. I can get the electrical fault sorted before the tyres. Bing, bang, bong. Jobs are good. I get in the car to get everybody over to pick the older two up. Keys in, press the button, and the car goes, nah, mate, it's not happening. (sighs) Okay, why? Remember that electrical fart I told you about? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, it's that. Okay, cool. Would you start now if I asked you nicely? Nah, mate, in fact, why don't you have another error? Second error comes up. It's fault with the brakes now. I'm like, I'm thinking it through, I'm like, uh, the brakes are electric, and there's an electrical fault, wonder if two things go hand in hand. So next thing, I'm like, okay, I've left you a couple of seconds, here's what I want you to do, I want you to just magically start, three, two, one, <clears throat> then it started making a noise under the bonnet, and I went, yeah, let's not do this. So, had to swap to the other car to go and collect everybody. Swap to the other car, drove around the corner, literally around the corner. Um, would normally walk it, but, you know, old Pegleg Pete can't walk around the corner. So, had to go in the car, drive around the car, drive back. It's like, right, the car doesn't work, so we can't go bowling. That sucks. Um, so it's like, right, what, what, what can we do instead? It's like, well, hang on a minute. As as previously mentioned, there is another option. There is another car. So, and I want you to follow along with me. Here's how it went. Needed to remove the youngest's car seat from the other car. Which is a fucking nightmare. Why? Because I believe it is broken. 
I believe it came broken and I believe it was never addressed when we got it. It has a leg and the leg is supposed to stay up when you put it up and it's supposed to go down when you put it down. It doesn't stay up, which causes a massive amount of problems when you're trying to put it in and take it out. So I don't want to put it in and take it out, but I had no choice. So here we go. Let's get the car seat out. I'm not going to lie. Came out quite smooth. Did come out quite smoothly. I will admit that. Then I'm like, I've got to get middle daughter's car seat out first. And from what I remember, her car seat is an absolute freaking nightmare. This turned out not to be the case. Uh, all I can say is my middle daughter's car seat is a feat of is, is an engineering feat of wonder. It uses more connective points than any car seat I've ever seen, including the uber expensive car seat. It connects to the car in every possible conceivable way it uses the seatbelt it uses the isofix it uses the a, a tether but also came out quite nicely then I had to get my eldest car seat out so it's like okay well hers is just like it's just a seat you know she's older than the others um, although she does need one, she doesn't need much of one, but it still needs to come out and it's still ice fixed in and seat belted in and all that. Now, admittedly, I budgeted 45 minutes to do this job and it didn't take 45 minutes. It went so much smoother than I thought it would have done. I was shocked. Uh, we went bowling. Uh, we had We had good fun bowling. Uh, I like bowling. Uh, I think they, I think they like it. Uh, my eldest is trying to like bowl properly, so we we talked about some um, some ways to make it sort of easier, some sort of different techniques, uh, and she was really sort of steaming to get it. My middle daughter uses uh, the the ramp thing, um, which does give her. A little bit more of an advantage. Uh, somebody using the ramp versus somebody actually bowling. Um, so she was doing very well. Let's put it like that. Uh, we had a couple of games. Um, and there you go. Back in the car. Back home. Cake, hot chocolate. Da -da -da -da. Uh, and then take take them back home. So, are you still following me? Because, here's what happens. Phone the RAC. Because part of me was like, pretty sure I've got RAC breakdown cover. But, I've got it through my work. And I've never had any paperwork to say that I've got breakdown cover. And... I'm not 100% sure I actually pay for it. I'm sure I pay for it like once a year. And that's it. 
And like Leanne always says to me, she's like, if you're not paying for it, you don't have breakdown cover. It's that simple. I'm like, yeah, but every year I do a thing to get breakdown cover and it tells me I've got it, but I've never had any documentation. So everybody's like, phone the RAC. I was like, you know, well, that's a good idea. So I phoned them and there was like all these options. One of the options was press whatever button if you remember. And I was like, do you know something? I'm going to press that button. Press the button, went through the stuff. And I was like, look, uh, I need a, I need, I need my car looking at. It won't start. It's at my home. Um, they're like, okay, we'll send someone. It's like, okay. Um, if I'm not here, can can um, can somebody else deal with it? Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's okay. I'm like, cool. They're like, right, that's that. I was like, can I just check something with you? I, I've come through to the members section, but am I actually a member? And the woman was like, yes. And then she rattled off all of these benefits that I've got through the ROC. Breakdown cover, roadside assistance, uh, home start, you know, all of the stuff that they always offer, like in the adverts and stuff. Apparently I've got it all. I'm like, sweet. Um, as it was, it was hours later that anybody came. Lovely, uh, lovely man came. Uh, he was like, we'll get it sorted, don't you worry. Uh, X amount of time later, he came back. He's like, and I thought it was this and it isn't. And I thought it was this and it isn't. I'm pretty sure it's your battery. Uh, I'm going to get your battery out and have a look at it. Uh, if it is your battery, I could just replace it. And there you go. So uh, while he's doing that, I'm doing the recycling. Get the recycling done. Now, by this point, it's been a long old day. As we know, I passed out on the sofa. So he's like, it's your battery, you need to replace and replace the battery. But then the car's developed a problem with its alarm. So you have to lock it in a certain way and it's really complicated and all of this. And I'm like, right, right, fine, fine, fine. So I paid for that. He went away. And at the point I'm just about to sit down, maybe think about having something to eat, maybe watch some American football, and just, you know, relax for two minutes. That's the point where I remember, oh yeah, I've got to swap all the car seats back, haven't I? In the dark. Cool. So I went and did that job. Again, uh, I'm not going to lie, it went a little bit smoother than I imagined. Um, my middle daughter's car seat gave me a little bit of trouble. The tether wouldn't um, wouldn't lock out properly. Um, but in the end, I ended up like looping the strap around something to get a bit of leverage and managed to lock it out in the end. Um, but yeah, uh, I personally don't think there was any surprise that I passed out on the sofa last night. So, that is that. Um, TV-wise, uh, I've been watching a little bit of Burn Notice, but I, if I'm honest, by the end of the day, I am just, I'm just wiped out. I just don't have any time for anything anymore. Mm. 
apart from drinking the lovely beer. Um, right. I need to talk to you about something. Um, and I don't know how this is going to go. I watched a stand-up special uh, a couple of days ago. Um, and I was, uh, my initial thought was I was going to watch it in parts, and I'd kind of been like, kind of putting it off, but at the same time I was like, I'll get round to it. Um, but then in the end, I was like, you know something, I'm going to give this a go. I'll watch like half of it or something, and then I'll do something else. Ended up watching it all. Um, the stand-up special in question is one that has received a lot of controversy. It is Dave Chappelle's closer. Um, a little bit of backstory, Dave Chappelle's been doing uh, a variety, a multitude of stand-up specials for Netflix. Uh, and this is his last one. And at the start he said, this is my last stand-up special for a little while. The controversy around this stand-up special is um, people that work for Netflix believe that as a as a medium, it promotes um, discrimination against trans people. Um, this is off the back of his previous special. He did a uh, a joke about. Um, transgender people uh he did um like he went through like the letters of the lbtq which i think it was at that point in time um and, bro- and broke it down and was very um i think the problem at the time was that he was very broad about how he spoke about each of these groups um so, in this current special, he has then gone on to address the fact that he's been called transphobic, and um, like I say, he's addressed what's come off the back of this other special. Um, ties in with a thing about feminism, and and that's that. Netflix come under a lot of fire. A lot of uh, a lot of their staff have, uh, I believe, been suspended. Uh, some of them for various reasons that they're saying they've done stuff that they shouldn't. Uh, obviously, they're saying that it's to do with the fact that they are they've been quite outspoken about Netflix backing this special. Um, I watched the special and I watched it all, and I was um, quite disappointed. If I'm honest, not in the special. I thought the special was very good. Um, what I was disappointed in is that I wonder if the the people that have been complaining about the special have actually watched it all. The reason I say that is that the last thing in it is uh, Dave Spell talking, uh, telling more of a story. Now you know there's a punchline to the story, but there's a very important message in it. 
in the story, that is. And that message is that we shouldn't hate anybody. We shouldn't hate. We should we should love instead. Um I imagine some might say that's a bit of a flowery message, but it's one you know, I, I have this thing that I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not racist, I'm not homophobic, I'm not, all, all of that sort of stuff. Because I, I I don't I don't hate any groups. I don't hate any any um I don't know what you would I don't know what you would refer to like you know collections of people if that's how people want to be um you know branded or whatever I, I, I don't know. I don't hate any of these groups. I have no no hate or uh, or any feelings like that for any of these groups. I hate assholes. Um, and there are far too many of them in the world. Far too many. Um, and that's it. That's 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 all I've got. I've got time for. Um, and that is it. It's that thing. You know, I believe that we should treat people better. It's that simple. That that's a belief that I've carried for too many years now. We should treat people better, and we don't. We treat people worse because off the back of all of the um, the pandemic, the virus, all of that. It. It's noticeably worse the way that people treat each other. Noticeably worse. You know, as I've been saying for a while now, all you have to do is drive down the street to realise how much worse it is these days. Something that has, has, has bugged me for ages. Nobody says thank you anymore when you're driving. You know the thing where you know you you wait to let someone go past if there's like a parked car. Nobody thanks you anymore. Everybody just looks straight ahead and carries on driving like it's their right. When in actual fact you are letting them past, they should thank you for that, like they would have done previously. But nobody does it anymore I was nearly in tears at the end of that special because the story that David Chappelle told was a very touching story it was a very emotional story it was a very heartfelt story yes there was a punchline but by the time the punchline came it didn't matter because it was just about highlighting how there's far too much hate in the world and not enough love. And that's it. That's that's as simple as it comes. There's far too much hate and not enough love. Simple. Um, I... I... I don't know. I feel like that special has been judged by... A joke right at the beginning. And jokes fall into the category. George Carlin said it best. You can change the channel. Or you can turn it off. 
Not all comedy is for everybody. Certain comedians I've got no time for. And comedians I like, other people don't. That's what makes comedy. There are certain people that I wouldn't watch. Certain people I wouldn't watch today that I used to watch previously. For one reason or another, I won't watch them now. That's the way comedy is. There's something out there for everyone. But there isn't something out there for everyone. There isn't one comedian out there that's that, that crosses all boundaries. So if that comedy's not for you, then leave it alone and go and find something that is. Anyway, I've probably upset somebody with what I've said there. Um, I'm probably going to upset more people when I say this. Uh, I watched uh, the Black Widow film at the weekend. Not through choice, I will add. Um, If it had been through choice, I'd probably never have watched it. Um, It was the epitome of I couldn't care less. Um, Let's make a film about the worst Avenger. Sounds great. Sign me up. Let's make a superhero movie with no superheroes in it. Perfect. Sounds amazing. And let's make the lead actor, actress, whatever, somebody that you can't stand. Perfect. Where do I watch this gem? Uh, What I can say is I have now watched it. And it was the uh, the most meh film I've probably ever seen. Um, obviously, we were not off to a great start when I was struggling to care about any of it. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to accept some uh, upset some people. Well, so this Scarlett Hansen looked quite rough in it. Um, obviously, the um, I know from my what what I've heard and what I've seen doing these Marvel films takes quite a lot out of people uh, Marvel actors age like presidents do they take on the job looking uh, young and fresh, well not all of them and then you know 8 years later they look a lot older it's stress high stress Um, I think to, to a degree that so far through the film I think they started using like a smoothing technique or better makeup artist I don't know um, the film had one superhero in uh, Red Guardian played by David Harbour and he was awful um, obviously this character is one of these characters that is designed to be not very likeable and they did a very good job. He was not likable. Um, there's that part of me that wants to go, oh, it was fine. But it wasn't. It was just... It was just Disney just, just cashing in. Um, I was more interested in the lawsuit around the film than I was interested in the film. I am probably not the target audience of Black Widow. Um, it 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 was a design. It was a, a categoric five out of ten. It was just why are we doing this? Um, 
at least at this point in time, I can tick it off and say I've seen it. But this is the first Marvel thing I've watched since the last Spider-Man, maybe. And it'll be the last Marvel thing I watched for a while. Anyway, uh, that is the only film I've watched in the last week. Um, I have played a little bit of VR, but just pistol whip and just on obviously on the headset. Um, I'm still too scared to plug the quest into the computer. I know that sounds. Probably it sounds probably silly to some people, but after all of those error messages I was getting and all the issues I had, I just I just can't bring myself to do it. Um, I will at some point, and I'll hopefully get back to playing more of the PC VR. Um, but I can't see it being anytime soon because I can't imagine I'm going to have all that much time. So there's that. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, is Far Cry Six. Um, so, Far Cry Six is is perfectly fine. It's a perfectly playable game. It's Far Cry, but when Far Cry was just trying to be Far Cry and not something else. Um, some of the things that, some of the downsides, and I um, probably mentioned this already, some of the downsides is that um, you just don't care about any of the characters. The characters are there to break up the gameplay. I honestly think if you took the characters out and just gave, like, and just had like a box that said, go here and do this. It'd have the same effect. Um, I've been doing missions. I've been like clearing a lot of areas. Um, when I play these games, uh, especially the first time, I do like to try and clear areas. Um, found out that when you clear an area, apparently the military presence in other areas goes up. Um, the game told me that, but if I'm honest, I can't say I've really noticed it. Um, there was a point where I had gone into a base and I ended up picking up a helicopter uh, and basically managed to keep hold of that helicopter for ages and it really enabled me to uh, get around the map, start doing um, some missions that I hadn't been able to do previously because they were like timed ones and obviously if you've got a helicopter you can cut out three quarters of the like travel distance and stuff. Um, and I've just basically ended up using the helicopter to just jump from place to place to place to complete missions. Uh, that was quite uh, it's quite good, quite fun. Uh, it, it, in a way, it felt a little bit like I was cheating, but you know, it's there as an option. You can you can call helicopters at various places, so um, you know it must be allowed. Um, I'd reached a point where I'd cleared an area and I was a little bit struggling to kind of know what to do next. I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> um, so what I found, I, I just looked at the map and there's a couple of areas with uh, what were obviously missions. Um, and then eventually the game was like, oh, you need to go 
here and do these missions. I was like, right, okay, well, I was going to do that anyway. Um, I started one, and then I jumped over to another one and trying to sort of like open the map up a bit more, um, get a few more missions available. Um, the weapons and the weapon upgrades are okay. A little bit complicated to a degree. Uh, I think I'd seen that on a previous review I'd seen. A little bit complicated, but, you know, kind of, you, you know, you, you just... You do what you can with what you've got kind of situation. Um, I've said this, I know I've said this before. At the end of the day, it's fun. It's fun to play. Um, it's definitely not uh, a Far Cry 3. But I don't think it's trying to be. I think it's just, it feels very much like a game from a company that have got it wrong a good few times recently. Yeah, you know, in the last few years, the Far Cry games have been particularly poor. For what for uh, for what is a big franchise, so it's kind of not acceptable. So they kind of needed to get this one right, and by right, I mean it just needed to be passable. And I think this one does uh, does more than that. A little bit repetitive in places, touch repetitive in places. At this point in time, it's a solid 8 out of 10, which is absolutely in my wheelhouse. Um, we are seeing a little bit of an influx of games coming out or coming up to being released. Um, even a couple of them are piquing my interest. So you might hear me talking about other games. Obviously, I do like to uh, try and finish the game I'm playing at the time. Um, let's just ignore that I said I was playing Ghost of Tsushima at that point and move on swiftly. Um, you know how it works. I'll keep you updated with, uh, you know, more Far Cry progression. Uh, any VR I play and, uh, uh, you know, if I pick up anything new. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, especially if you made it this far. And, uh, I will catch you next time. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done, another week gone. It's nearly that time. Thank you for listening along, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do subscribe, but if you are just listening, you can also subscribe. Everybody can jump over to our website, thecookiecast.com. It's a little website, has got social media links and an email link, so you can get in touch with us, drop us a line and let us know how you're getting on. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.